Hello everyone, welcome to our Babushka podcast and this is our culture dialogue. Today we have a wonderful guest from Armenia, her name is Margot. Margot, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, I'm Margot. I am 20 years old. I study in Moscow right now. I was born and raised in Yerevan, and Armenia is my home country, and I love it very much. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, firstly, I'm very curious about a normal day in Armenia and what it's like Um Is there anything different from a normal day in Moscow? And is there anything special you could tell us about? Well, okay, first of all, I would start with uh, the speed of life because I live in the capital too, but Yerevan is so much smaller than Moscow. And I think in 40 minutes, you can get from one side of the city to the totally another, and you don't spend so many hours in public transport like in Moscow. So it was one of the most weird things for me when I came here. Well, I, in my family, my family is pretty traditional family. So in Armenia, most grandparents live with their children, with the boys especially. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like my mom's parents don't live with us. They live with their son. And in most families, you can see that it's very common. And how do they explain that? Why with the boys especially? Well, because like the boys is supposed to take care of his parents and women, they are married to like another man and it would be weird if her parents came here. So like in this case, it's like the boy stays with his parents and brings home his wife. So it's like uh, the woman kind of leaves her family and kind of chooses the family of her man. Uh Uh-huh. I think it, it it doesn't sound like that anymore, like in 21st century, but it's still a very common thing. You don't think in it that way, but you are still used to see like grandparents with their children. So I live with my grandparents and <laughs> sometimes it seems it can be difficult. There have been times where, where I was like, it would be, I would have more freedom if we were alone and everything. But at the same time, it it gives you... A lot of opportunities actually to learn from them, to get to know them better. And I actually enjoy their company a lot. And I think some family traditions are really cute and really warm with grandparents. Mm -hmm. Well, we normally wake up and I have two siblings. And uh, in our family, it's like, I would say, in a traditional way. So like my dad works. My mom works too, but she works from home. She's a tutor. And my grandmother works, actually. I would say that my grandmother isn't a traditional grandmother. She's not like the typical grandmother that cooks, cleans, says that you should eat more. No. (laughs) She's been working whole life. And she was working like in our Ministry of Education and everything. She's a really, yeah, she's a really cool lady. And yeah, I I actually, she's really motivating and I actually learned a lot from her. She's like a kind of a role model too, because she, even her views in a lot of cases are more modern than my parents. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she knows 
the whole city like very well every morning she wakes up and goes for a walk then she works she works in a library now because of rage she can't work in the ministry but in her soul she's still like this cool lady well because she is <laughs> and uh, she always you know walks really straight her posture is like amazing she's still thin she always wears makeup and has these great costumes and everything so yeah but my grandpa is a really traditional grandpa he just sits and watches tv and sleeps <laughs> and sometimes jogs you know <laughs> <laughs> mine does that too <laughs> yep I think that's the thing, like, except for my grandma, that's the thing with all, most of the families, I would say. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'm curious about just uh, a life of a young uh, person, a young woman, maybe, in Armenia. What's it like? Because I feel like uh, Moscow gives you a certain kind of freedom, because it's kind of like nobody cares what you're doing, because it's a huge city. So you have this freedom of uh, living your life however you want and just you have so many opportunities and so many things you can do and I was curious about uh, what it's like to be a teenager in Armenia and what it's like to just spend your childhood there. Well I think my answer as I'm from Yerevan would really totally be different than answers of other especially girls from villages. Um, in Armenia I think it's a really mixed situation because right now you can see really super progressive families. It seems like they're from somewhere in Europe. They, their thoughts, the way that they live, uh, they are not like a traditional family you would see in Armenia. And right now in Yerevan, there is a lot of influence both from Russia and Europe, and even from America. We have universities from all those places. We have different clubs, different organizations. A lot of people, especially youth, they work for these companies and they gain a lot of money. So if you're from Yerevan, a young person from Yerevan and you know English or Russian, the way you just live is totally different. It's not like a traditional way. But of course, then there are these people who are more conservative, more Armenian <laughs> way. Mm -hmm. And uh, what you see is that, well, I think it's not that different from Moscow, but it's just like, I would say they are more closed, uh, not that open-minded to innovations and everything uh, sometimes you can see that they are more they don't trust uh, a lot of things maybe it's like a post-soviet thing but yeah i think sometimes they can see bad in a lot of things where more progressive youth and everything they wouldn't do that mm -hmm. and i think for girls you can still see some of the patriarchal influence they often get judged for their clothes or i don't know sometimes for behavior but like there's nothing wrong with that but just like some people are used to judge but i think that in last few years there has been a lot of change because of influence from europe and america mm -hmm. and could you maybe describe armenian mentality in a few words are there any like characteristics that you can see only in Armenia or for example are very different from Russian or Moscow specifically mentality hmm. okay I gotta think about this well first of all I would say that we're not that open-minded our history has always been kind of harsh on us there have always been some wars we have always lost our people our territories and everything so more than 90% I think of our population is Armenian and I think that says a lot like there are not a lot of other nationalities that live with us it's about like our 
I would say, conservative mind. So we kind of stick together and hold on to our traditions and the way we do things. We are really traditional. Mm -hmm. What else? I would say that probably in Armenia, you are used to kind of not live for yourself. It's like not being selfish. Right now, I would, we would say that it's bad for your mental health and everything. But like in Armenia, yeah, you are raised and you are told like, if you have like two pieces of something, you should give the bigger and more delicious one to your friend, not to you. And yeah, we are raised like that. So I think it's about giving and taking care of others. Maybe that's why you can also see like that sons will live with their parents and everything because like you are supposed to take care of everyone near you. I think those are the like the two main points. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned a few times already about how traditions are valued in Armenia. And you said a little bit that your grandparents have, uh, as you said, cute traditions and uh, just in general. So could you maybe tell us a little bit about that? Well, a big thing is uh, barbecue. Oh, wow. <laughs> You know how in Russia in May, there's like this season where every weekend you go and make barbecue? Yeah. I think yeah. it's the same in Armenia, but like for the whole year. <laughs> if you have an opportunity, you just make a barbecue. <laughs> it's a big thing. And you never like eat it alone with your family. You always invite guests. Every relative that you have ever seen in your life or even haven't, they are all invited. <laughs> so you sit and eat. Eating is a big thing too. Uh, every time there is uh, an event, a celebration, you always eat. And you don't just eat as much as it's necessary. You eat as much as you can cook. And you cook a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there is always, like, a big, huge table. I think, like, we have discussed this a lot with our family. And we kind of judge this tradition because we think it's usually a waste of money. Because not every family is that rich in Armenia. It's actually a pretty poor country. But people still do all these spendings to have great tables and everything, but we think it's not necessary and we try to kind of change a little bit that tradition. Mm -hmm. We have a similar thing in Russia for New Year's when the entire family is gathered, all the neighbors are together and the table is full and no one can eat all the stuff that was cooked, but it's still there. And I always talk to my grandmother about it and I always tell her that we will never finish all of this, but no, it's it's just, a, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the same, but like for every, every, every celebration ever. And, uh, oh, I would say that uh, drinks are common. Like, I wouldn't say that we, we drink a lot, much more than Russians, I would say. But alcoholism isn't a problem in Armenia. I don't know how that works. But like in Russia, I have already seen some drunk people outside who act weird and scared a lot but in Armenia that has never happened to me and alcohol isn't something that is like this taboo or forbidden thing even for children as a child like I always knew where like vodka wine and cognac were at our house like my parents would say oh go get that grab that for me bring that and I would do that sometimes I would like do you want to try and I think from like 12 or 14 years old you're you're allowed to like drink with your parents and everything and we drink like during every not, not every meal but almost for every dinner wow yeah like we it's not necessarily on holidays or weekends and i remember when i was a, 
I think when I was 13 or something, we moved to Russia for a period of time. So I was living here. And once I wanted to make this dessert with my friends. And there was like a teaspoon of cognac or something that was in it. And it was like our recipe. So I told them that we will make it. So I brought the recipe. And my mom was like, here, take this cognac and you can make it. <laughs> and I took, like, it wasn't like the whole bottle, but there was some in it. Because like she didn't see a problem there and neither did I and I went there and I was like oh well here are the eggs uh, the sugar <laughs> oh yeah and the cognac and my friends went like what my parents will kill me thinking this part. we can't do this like why did you bring this and I was like how is this a problem I was I was scared actually because like their reaction totally freaked me out but I even remember like I was like is this, is this a problem I even like tried a teaspoon and they were like no (laughs) hide this and never tell anyone that you brought this i was like okay i feel like there's a different philosophy behind drinking in russia and drinking in armenia because i think that's why in russia it's rather forbidden and why there are drunk people outside it's kind of like most russians drink to get drunk and from what you're saying uh, i feel like in armenia it's more of a ritual it's more of a this kind of philosophy of life drinking yeah yeah you enjoy the process and you yeah. enjoy just you know this warmth and i don't know it's beautiful mm-hmm. it's fun then i also have a question about this mentality kind of being one big family as a country and seeing all your neighbors and just people around as close people and that's something i wouldn't say a stereotype but that's something when i was thinking about what to ask you i thought well i guess you have that and is there something to say about this well i think it all comes from this tradition that you should like really take care of people the ones around you and I still don't know how I feel about this because from one hand, I can really see that in Armenians. But from the other, I have lived for a short period of time in the United States. And the way they think about the community really differs from the way we do that. They are much more open to talk to one another, I don't know, even help. I would say that in Armenia, sometimes you can see that people don't trust each other. I don't know why it comes. Maybe... I, I I really don't know, but it's just this weird situation where from one hand you can see people really doing their best for one another, and then from another you can see that they just don't trust each other, they don't maybe even feel like they need to do something for one another. I, I guess it really depends on the situation and the person, it's like 50-50. Maybe it's because it's more of a traditional thing than an actual intention of people. That you're helping someone not because you actually want to, but because you're used to doing that. I really don't know how to think about this and how to feel because I've seen so many situations where you can see like not very, for example, financially stable person still giving his like last money to help out someone who they thought was more in need. And I know that this is a genuine feeling. They do that because they want to, because they feel like they should. But uh, sometimes you can see other cases where people don't. And uh, I, I think it just, it just, I don't know how to think about it. Yeah, I also wanted to ask you about uh, religion in Armenia and how important it is, if it's important at all. Well, Armenians are Christians and, oh my gosh, we're really proud, but we're the first country who officially... 
<laughs> declared Christianity. And we're really proud of this fact. Like, I mean, we say about this even when it's not necessary. No one talks about it. We're like, by the way, you should know this. <laughs> and <laughs> But at the same time, I wouldn't say that religion is like super big of a deal. I wouldn't say that I've seen like how people go to churches here and the way people do that in Armenia. It's totally different. I think we're more chill when it comes to religion. I don't know how that works because we're really conservative and we are the first country with <laughs> Christianity. But at the same time, like uh, when it comes to this, I don't know, holidays like Easter or Christmas and everything, the amount of people who actually go to church and do all these traditions that you are supposed to do is so little people just hang out and eat that's all we do <laughs> most of people i think have forgotten like the real the way real i don't know what's behind traditions it, yeah, yeah common people use a lot of words that are like connected to god you know like oh my god and everything like that but again it's like it has come so far from the real meaning and the people who go to church like most of them wear jeans and I don't know, like shirts, and they don't do all this tradition the way you are supposed to do. I think most of the people in Armenia consider themselves Christians, like they believe in God. The way they act and do things, you don't, you wouldn't think that they do. Maybe it's like all this, you know, post-Soviet influence. I don't know. Wow, that's so curious because I always considered Armenia a rather religious country. Where, well, obviously, you said that people consider themselves Christian, but I also always thought that it's very genuine, that it's a, it's this huge thing. But apparently... <laughs> we do think that it's genuine, and we say to other people that, oh my god, like, even during meals, like, people drink and they're like, they always mention God and everything. But at the same time, you don't see these traditional things that are supposed to be when you believe and, you know, when it comes to faith. I don't know. It's really interesting. And do people actually kind of think about this and themselves in this situation with this irony that you're telling it about? Or is it very serious and people actually genuinely believe that talking about God it means that you're religious or something like that? I think it differs from person to person uh -huh. and from a case to case. Like even my family, sometimes they talk about it with irony and they joke. And sometimes when I say something, they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we think a lot about religion. It's weird. Mm -hmm. Because the, the irony that you're telling this with is it's just so beautiful. I feel like it's just, it's a part of, it, it feels like a part of your mentality. It's just, yeah, that's the way we are. We, we, we're, we just party. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what we do. We party with God. Yeah. <laughs> I also wanted to ask you a little bit about art in Armenia and something that feels especially Armenian or a special part of Armenia. For example, um, music or maybe architecture or maybe something else. Well, whenever I think about Armenia, I think I hear like the sound of duduk. It's this instrument made from apricot trees. And it sounds really, really sad, actually. And it sounds kind of really Eastern-ish. So we're proud of this, too. So I'll say it's used a lot in uh, Hollywood movies whenever there are some historical scenes or, I don't know, something with East and everything. They used to do a lot. One of the most famous movies was The Gladiator. 
we, we were all talking about it because they used to do and they actually invited a man from Armenia, a famous musician, Jovan Gasparian. And I don't know, I think a lot of people know Hans Zimmer. He's an American composer of movie soundtracks like Interstellar and everything. So he was writing soundtrack for Gladiator and he invited Jovan Gasparian and like he's super famous in Armenia. He was like, God, we were worshipping him and really, really loving him. And when he came to Hollywood, he actually didn't know any English, but he brought with himself, I don't remember, either it was cognac or wine or whatever, it was some alcohol that was made for him in Armenia. It had his, when you would finish, I think, the drink, you would see his portrait behind the bottle. And he brought that with him to Hans Zimmer, and then they they drank that, and then they spoke. I don't know how. <laughs> I watched Hans Zimmer's interview about it. It was really funny, and he said that he, like he didn't know Armenia and Jivan didn't know any English, but somehow they managed to write the soundtrack together, drinking and writing, and it helped. It worked. <laughs> it was the it was the language of alcohol. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I think it was like it, it's a really thing in Armenia, like bringing presents and gifts mm-hmm. if you can. Like it's so, and again, it's alcohol. So I thought I thought this really illustrated a little bit of Armenian mentality too. Mm-hmm. And so that's the traditional music. That's what you hear the most in Armenia, right? Well, it's uh, it is a traditional music. It sounds really sad, but there is also this music that sounds fun. Like for example, we have this traditional music and dance that comes with it called kocharim. It's like it's a group dance, so people all kind of like hug each other a little bit like from sides or hold to each other's pinky fingers or like <laughs> like this and then we dance like in a circle it's a big thing and i remember people really really love to listen to traditional music during some events and celebrations maybe it's not only my family but there are a lot of families that do that so i think it's a big thing even during like weddings or birthdays we turn on this kochari and people are like yay so we hold on to each other and dance that's so sweet. Especially the pinky fingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I also thought maybe you could tell us a little bit about the Armenian architecture, because there are so many beautiful pictures. And uh, I feel like when you think of Armenia, you have these images in your head. So Yeah, well, I think well, when if you have images, it's probably churches. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of ancient churches, like so many actually one of them i think it is protected by unesco and everything it's a really beautiful church it's from my grandpa's village and my grand grandpa actually was a pastor there so yeah and my grandpa's house is right near the church like it's literally one minute of walk we always see tourists coming there and they always kind of look into our little like house too and some years ago actually there wasn't a bell that we organized like my dad took a lot of part in it and there was another bell made and hung there and some years ago I was actually able to kind of ring that bell wow that's so cool it was really fun and yeah it was an emotional thing and so yeah I think churches are the main thing when it comes to architecture and I would say that Yerevan's architecture is really beautiful it's made of these volcanic stone called tooth and it has this really beautiful 
rose color. So we actually call Yerevan Rose City. And it's really beautiful in the evenings. In Moscow, like it's really straight. And when you walk, you don't get tired. In Armenia, <laughs> there are literally mountains everywhere, even little ones in the city. So when you walk, you don't go like straight and you just go up and down, up and down all the time. <laughs> It's actually crazy that you're saying this because Moscow is considered kind of this mountainy place. <laughs> so I, I, I can't even imagine what's it in, in Yerevan compared to Moscow. No, no, Yerevan is like... <laughs> when, every time we're, like, we're here with my family or something, we're always walking and we're like, it's so comfortable. You don't get tired at all. You can walk and walk and walk. It's all straight. And yeah, so there are a lot of spots in Yerevan where you stand up and you can kind of see the whole city around you. And if it's sunset or sunrise, it gets really beautiful because everything is like pinky. It's really great. Wow. You made me so curious about Yerevan and I want to visit it so much now <laughs> just from everything that you said. Wow. We have this part of the podcast where we ask our guests about the top three stereotypes about your country. So if there are three stereotypes that you could tell us about. Oh my God. Okay. Let me think. Well, I think um, the main thing would be probably hospitality. Mm -hmm. And I think it is kind of true. People really like to, especially if like they're foreigners, we really like to let them know about our traditions and everything. So we try to show the best and we love just having guests. As I said, like if there is like a barbecue or something, you always invite all the relatives and everything. We enjoy good companies. So I think <laughs> that one is confirmed <laughs> that it wasn't a stereotype. Then uh, what else? Um, well, as a person who has never been to Armenia, I'd say drinking is a stereotype and uh, maybe this um, sort of mentality of being proud of everything. I feel like that's also an Armenian thing. So if you could confirm or deny. <laughs> I think I'm going to confirm all of those. <laughs> okay, about being proud. <laughs> I think it's, it has become a meme, even in Armenia, we all joke about like this. Because I think there was a period of time when, like, I think, like, the generation of maybe migrant parents really believed in all of those, like, that, and there are still a lot of patriotic people that think that, oh, yeah, everyone is an Armenian, actually, because Noah was an Armenian, because he came to, like, this mountain Ararat and everything. It's really weird, but there are people who think so, and most of Armenians know everything that was made by an Armenian. So, like, color TV was made by an Armenian. So, like, everybody knows this fact. Or, like, I think there was this random fact about, like, ice cream cones being made by an Armenian and everyone would still talk about that fact. I'm not sure that it's true, but I still know that. I'm not sure that it's true, but I do know that because people stick to these things and talk about them a lot. So... But that's so cool. It's, it respects your culture so much. I mean, obviously, I see there are things to joke about. Yeah. But <laughs> genuinely, I think that it's great because it's kind of like respecting your history and your people. Because I feel like, for example, in Russia, we're only getting there. We're only doing our first steps to respect our culture and our history and just things made by Russian people because we're very 
Mm, in the past, it always was about things coming from the West and Western music, and it was never Russian music. So right now, we're only getting to this path of respecting ourselves as a country. And the fact that you're already there, it's so cool. I, I think maybe it comes from our, like conservative nature mm -hmm. like we really stick to these things and we keep them and we're proud of them like we listen to traditional music all the time we dance with traditional dances like even food like there are some things it's just like you won't make them usually but when it comes to celebrations you make this traditional food as well so yeah and we are really proud of those things especially well when it's all armenians and they do the same things like there isn't much space for discussions but when there is a tourist or a foreigner you just catch them and you start telling them about everything that there is in armenia yeah, that you're proud of so i think pride is true and well drinking yeah as i said it's not a big deal in armenia it's just so common that i think i haven't thought even about it being something that it's not done or maybe it's not that common in other places till i was like 13 or something then i realized that well probably it's weird that like my three years old brother knows where vodka is at our home and can bring it to my dad <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's not <laughs> well it's just i think it's so cool that there is this kind of the love that you're telling all the stories about Amer Armenia with is just amazing. And this kind of, this irony that comes with such a kindness towards your culture, I think it's beautiful. And thank you so much for telling all these stories and for bringing our cultures a bit closer together and making it easier to us understand each other better. So... Just thank you for taking your time and being with us. I had an amazing time and it was so interesting to talk to you. So really, thank you. <laughs> so did I. I was really happy actually to share about Armenia. It's really interesting because when I'm in there, again, we don't talk about Armenia a lot, but every time I come here and I talk to foreigners and everything, it just makes me so happy and satisfied to tell just a random fact about Armenia. And uh, yeah, behind all the irony and jokes, there is, a, again, the pure love towards my country. And uh, thankful to you too for this opportunity. I enjoyed it a lot and I enjoyed your company because you really helped me to get open and more honest, I would say. Okay, I'm really glad that this happened. I think this is one of my favorite podcasts yet. <laughs> so thank you. And uh, thank you to our listeners for being with us, for being curious about different places and different cultures. I think this is all, and we'll see you the next time. Bye.